Hi, everyone. My name is Julian Scheinbaum. I'm strategy manager at Stitch Fix. Super excited to be on the show today. Um, I think there's a lot we can talk about around self-reflection and how that applies to business and being a young professional. Welcome to the Careerfluencer podcast, the place to feel inspired, get advice, and everything you need to kickstart your career growth. Question is, are you ready? Hi, you're listening to episode seven of the Careerfluencer podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is Cynthia Heisch. I'm the CEO and founder of Careerfluencer and your host. We've got Julian on today as our guest. And for those of y'all who are interested in one day leaping into entrepreneurship, you need to hear his story. I literally got goosebumps during our conversation because Julian opens up about his experience, challenges, and path to self-reflection. After becoming a first-time entrepreneur, he quickly faced one of the most difficult periods of his life, and that definitely hit close to home for me too, y'all. So without further ado, here we go. Hey guys, um... We have Julian today on the Career Fluencer Podcast. Julian, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Cynthia. Really excited to be here. Thank you. And okay, so I am so excited to have you on here because you have such a unique kind of perspective. So you guys, some background on Julian, just real quick. If you were to look at his resume, okay, on paper, right? He has a BA at Yale. He spent five years at JP Morgan. He recently completed his MBA at one of the top schools, uh, Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management. Like, holy cannoli, that's a lot, right? So, but knowing him as a person, you guys, here's the thing is that he's not necessarily the kind of person who's going to go around flaunting that. So Julian, I'd love for you to kind of share your perspective and give us more insight about that side of you. Sure. Um, it's funny. I, I, you know, I just was in business school. I met tons of new people. And the first thing people ask is like, okay, so who are you? What do you do? And I think it's very easy to go in and be like, hi, my name is Julian. I do X, Y, Z. But I actually hate that because it means that people are defining you based on your credentials and not who you are. And at the end of the day, credentials come with all sorts of judgments. And so for me, like when I think about describing myself, I try to focus on, on what my strengths are. And so for me, um, I pick three um, and, those, and those strengths are I'm an achiever. And what that means is I relentlessly pursue my goals. I love jumping into difficult situations and I've got tremendous stamina through those situations. Second is I'm an activator and that means that I make things happen. I take thoughts and I turn them into action. And then finally, I'm restorative, which means that when things happen and when problems arise and they happen a lot, when something get blocks my path, I figure out a way to course correct and get around it. And a lot of it, particularly this last strength, is really important to some of the things we're going to talk about today. So, okay, that is like, clearly, you know, not everyone is just walking around and can just like nail out their three kind of, you know, traits. So if someone's sitting here going, whoa, how did he come up with all that? You know, what, 
How did you even come up with those traits? Like, how did, where did you discover that about yourself? How would somebody do that? It's, it's been a journey. <laughs> um, I'd say the first time I really started thinking about what defines me and who I am started when I applied to business school in the first place. So when for, for everyone who's listening, when you apply to business school, you have to write these applications about yourself and basically pack your entire life into, call it 500 words, 600 words, depending on the essay. And you have to figure out who you are and tell your story. And for me, that was one of the most painful experiences I've gone through because I had literally had no idea who I was. So here I am, I'm applying to business school, trying to tell everyone this great story about myself. And I just really did not understand myself at the core. So that was really the first step in the process. And then it kind of kept going from there. So like, and I think you guys, like even if you're not applying for business school, right? Um, and even though he's saying this was a very painful uh, exercise for him to do, <laughs> to realize his strengths and stuff like that, I would encourage y'all to do that, right? I think it's not something you can just kind of avoid. And just because you're like, well, it's not a homework assignment or it's not required for my job, um, there are so many positive aspects of knowing these traits about yourself. So like, how did you begin figuring that out? Yeah, I'd say so that I mean, I think that was the first step. I think actually that's probably the less interesting part of the story. So that was step number one, just like realizing I didn't really understand myself. You know, I'd been working in a job for five years, was having a decent amount of success in that job. And you kind of go on autopilot until something forces you to stop or you force yourself to stop. And so applying to business school was actually what allowed me to really take a step back and put the autopilot on hold for a moment. And that's where I started thinking a little bit more about this. So when I got to business school, so obviously, you know, writing the essays was one piece of it, and that was great. But I think where things started to get more complicated and where I really started to think about this more deeply was when I started um, on a path down entrepreneurship at business school. And so I came into business school knowing I wanted to focus on entrepreneurship, you know, just like every, you know, bright eyed 25, 26 year old who's like really excited. I want to launch a business. This sounds so cool. I'll be a billionaire one day, maybe. Okay. But the reality is like, that's not what entrepreneurship's like. And, and so I applied to what Kellogg has, at, um, it's called the Zell Fellows Program. It's basically Kellogg Startup Incubator. And I launched a business called Empowered Hires. And essentially what Empowered Hires was, was a platform that connects employers to talented people with disabilities for jobs. So think people like autistic individuals who are really, really good at certain types of functions. So that was the platform. And I think building that business and trying to, trying to build that business rather was when I realized there was a lot I needed to do to really, really understand myself. And I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, um, it's funny. Entrepreneurship basically has a way to expose all of your weaknesses. And I, I kind of think of it as you're almost being gutted open by the experience itself. So that led to yes. all sorts of realizations. <laughs> yeah. I and I know you can relate to that, right? Like you're, you know, you're starting yes. this podcast and everything. So you, you, you know what that's like. Right. And 
No, I definitely agree. And I, I think that that's something people don't really think too much about um, because entrepreneurship in society or whatever is so kind of glamorized. Like in our generation, it's the cool thing to do. You see it all over social media. The people who are like entrepreneurs are the ones who are the go-getters. It's what's hip right now, right? And yep. the thing is that you will never find me telling everyone, hey, go quit your job and become an entrepreneur. I did it. You should too. I think that's actually the complete opposite advice I'd ever give someone right out the gate. Um, so I can definitely see where you're going with that. And the whole mental kind of self-reflection journey, you know, is one that never stops. So when you're saying that entrepreneurship kind of shows you and makes you learn about yourself and your weaknesses and test that, you know, tell us more about like, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. So I think, you know, you're in, when I was in business school, it's exciting to launch a business. You've got your peers around you. You're maybe in classes working on projects together. Um, and there's something really fun about that. There's a lot of camaraderie that goes into that, I think, in the very early stages. But then when it comes to actually trying to build a business, something that's meaningful and something that you can theoretically monetize, that you can scale, that's when things get to be quite stressful. Um, and during this experience, I, I think it was basically in, in winter of 2018, so like uh, December 2018, January 2019, I started to go into this really dark place while I was trying to launch this business. And I started just being filled with self-doubt, feeling like I wasn't hitting any of the milestones that I needed to and it just crushed me. I mean, I would go feel, I felt like I was completely worthless. And I remember it was, it was so it was during winter break and if you're familiar with the business school culture, winter break is a time where you know, you've got a couple of weeks off and you go travel the world, have fun, like do all sorts of crazy things. And I remember I did like a li just a little bit of traveling and I, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna go home. And I basically spent like two and a half week at, weeks at home with my family and I don't think I left my house for those two and a half weeks. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. New Year's Eve came around. I stayed in on New Year's Eve. And it was just this miserable, miserable experience. And at the end of the day, what you have to realize is like, this isn't, this wasn't the end of my life, right? Like I was in business school. I had de-risked myself by launch, trying to launch a business in business school. But that feeling of failure and not, not being able to succeed started to crush me. And I realized that I couldn't just sit there and mope around forever and ever and ever. And so I talked about what my personality traits were at the beginning of this, and one of them I mentioned was being restorative. And for me, being restorative means figuring out when there's a problem, how to get around that, and pick yourself back up. And so for me, that what I did is then I put myself on a plan to figure out, okay, I can't just pity myself anymore. Let me think about how I can fix this situation. So that was like a big moment. That was a big moment for me. That is, Julian, that is such a powerful, I mean, story, I think. Thank you for sharing that because, I mean, I am brand new to entrepreneurship. 
but you guys listen to this and really, really, really soak it in. If you're considering becoming an entrepreneur and you've always been maybe a high achiever or you're clearly a go-getter if you are even thinking about entrepreneurship and you've accomplished things, maybe you have this great resume or you've always done well at this and that and so why wouldn't this be a success, you know? That's something that I felt too and something is gonna come up during this process i think it's inevitable and it's going to be so hard and it's not the whole what type of marketing strategy do we need for our business or what's going to be our price point no the business side of it is not actually what is in the way i think it's the fact that every single day as an entrepreneur you start having these inner thoughts that you have to work through and so one of them is that things aren't going to go maybe as fast as you want or you know you're not going to know how to do this or it's not going on pace or things aren't happening as you thought it would and having that fear of failure having that deep deep kind of feeling in your gut is so hard y'all and I mean, I think that's just so powerful that you, you know, are even able to share that because nobody likes to talk about that side of entrepreneurship, but I think it has to be said, right? So if somebody is thinking about that, or maybe they're going through that right now, Julian, you know, what would you suggest? You know, how did you get through it? Because clearly you overcame it and still are making great moves, but that's what happened. So what next? So it's funny, I so I used to be um, pretty dedicated track athlete. I was recruited to run track at Yale. And we, we used to talk about how the mind is the athlete. And at the end of the day, you could have trained all you wanted to and be in incredible, incredible shape. But when it comes to game day or to race day, if you are not feeling it and your head isn't there, you will not deliver no matter how much you've trained. And I think that is very, very, like that idea and concept applies to anything you do and particularly to something like entrepreneurship. So to answer your, to answer your question though, um, I mean, there were, I went through an, a full process to figure out and, and really put myself back on the right path. And, and by no means am I 100% on the right path, but I'm at least headed in the right direction. And so some of those steps, I think the, the first step that I took was taking that pause. So just like I took that pause to write the applications to get into business school, I started trying to take a daily pause. And what that meant was I started meditating. I downloaded an app called Headspace and every day started to take 10 to 15 minutes out of my day to literally just sit in silence and be with myself and um, and really just feel myself. I think in particular in today's day and age where we're connected to everything all the time, through our smartphones, through everything, there's just this expectation that you need to be plugged in. It's really hard to not be distracted and to be with yourself and your feelings. And so Headspace was a great starting point. And I think, okay, so meditating, the whole idea of that 
you'll hear guys on you know any sort of leaders and successful people they do talk about this idea of meditation right and i'm just gonna be honest with y'all when i heard that at first i remember in grad school they in one of our classes we were supposed to do this meditation exercise right It, it was like a leadership class and so she played this video who you know this woman was walking through okay i want you to do this now breathe in and close your eyes and i remember sitting there okay i was still really young right but it was in my mba class i'm sitting there looking at all these other grown adults and they're they seem to all be really meditating and i'm looking around like oh my gosh what is going on i do not i don't know i don't know what meditation is um and so i think what I've learned down the line, right, is that meditation isn't just like you're sitting there and you're doing this, you know, crazy self-reflection thing. Y'all, it can be as simple as just sitting by yourself and thinking through your thoughts or writing down something on a journal or writing out your goals or what you're feeling or you know, the inner work side of it, what motivates you or what you're dealing with or what um, roadblocks have been hitting you lately. To me, that's what meditation is. Um, Because I just, I'm not like a, I'm not that creative, I guess. I can't, I I just didn't really get what they were saying even. But I just want y'all to know that however you go about it, I totally 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 think that the whole idea of self-reflection whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not it is a huge part of getting to that next level and that's something that some people never do ever throughout their career i mean maybe even your boss or your coworkers, they've never taken the time to actually think these things through because they're fine where they are they don't have these like huge goals that need to take this ginormous inner growth maybe right but you do and no matter who you're surrounded by you should take it upon yourself i highly suggest it to start that inner journey okay and this isn't again this isn't some feng shui kind of thing if you're into that that's fine too but i'm telling y'all it could be as simple as just thinking about it period and not avoiding it so you know Julian, I mean, I think you clearly have like so much. What is something that you do maybe like on a weekly basis or like even daily? What is your kind of routine with that? So it's funny. You mentioned you actually put meditating and journaling together. I think of them as two very separate actions. (laughs) So when I think of meditating is actually for me, it's, it's the goal is to think about nothing and just literally sit with your emotions and actually okay. just let things happen and just kind of be, be there. Yeah. Whereas um, journaling to me is actually something very different where I am, and, and it's something that I, again, started doing during this journey, um, where you sit down and you actually reflect and think about things that have happened and how they went well or how they could be done differently. And so for me, like, um, again, I think of those as two very separate things. And the journaling piece is something that started, I had, we had a professor at Kellogg, his name was Harry Kramer. And his whole thing in life is that nothing should surprise you. 
He says that if you are self-reflective and you understand yourself and you understand what's going around you, you should never be surprised in life. And that really resonated with me because I felt myself being really surprised by how stressed I was about this whole experience of trying to launch a business. Like, I'm in business school. This shouldn't be that stressful. Why am I so stressed? And understanding and be able to pick apart those pieces um, is something that he really inspired me to think about. And so for me, every day, back to your original question, one thing that I do every day is I, I journal. And so I generally have a framework around it, not always perfect, but the framework is I write what my goals were the night before, and they're really, really simple goals like, hey, crush podcast with Cynthia tomorrow morning. Like that's, that's, that could be goal number one. And then underneath that, I write did well and do differently. And I literally, I don't, I don't number it. I just put as many things that I feel were relevant for that day. And then I end it with what I'm grateful for that day. So I try to pick one thing that I feel grateful for. And I think what's amazing about this is that on the days where you're starting to feel pretty crummy about yourself and about things, you can always go and look back to something that literally may have happened three days ago and be like, wait a second, I had this great day three days ago. And like, things actually aren't that bad today. I'm just, I'm focusing on this one particular thing that's bothering me. And so it allows you to take a step back and really understand the bigger picture. Ah, that's so good. Um, I'm like taking notes too. Um, Julian, so I just wanted to say, if there's one thing, you know, that you want our audience to know or to take away, if they were kind of zoning out through the rest of this episode, what would you say is like the last thing you'd want them to know? I mean, it, it comes down to self-reflection like that there, there is no substitution for self-reflection and every great leader does this. We may not be as familiar with how they do it. Maybe when you read their biographies, you learn about this, but every great leader does it because the only way to really be successful is to take that pause to understand yourself, understand what your strengths are, understand your weaknesses. And so what I recommend to everyone is take that pause in your day. It doesn't have to be written. I personally prefer it that way. But take that pause and really think like what happened today so that you don't end up just going on autopilot. I th okay, so this is so good. Y'all, what Julian shared today, okay, this is, I want y'all to know, even though, okay, we're both highly educated people with, you know, resumes or whatever, no matter what credentials you have, this is what they don't teach you in school. They're, they don't have an entire, you know, year dedicated to self reflection and personal development and growth but these are the things i'm telling you right now these are the things that will separate you from the pack that will get you closer toward your goals and where you're trying to go in the future what you're trying to accomplish so it's not always a matter of oh i just need to learn how to do this or oh i just need to do this course or read this book if only i knew this you guys, I'm telling you, this is a long journey, something that we wish we would have done way earlier, at least for sure me. I didn't even know this existed, right? 
Um, but it takes years to really get to that level. And so the sooner you start doing this, I think the better. And Julian, thank you so much for being on the Careerfluencer podcast today. I think there's so much that they can take away. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Look, I'm only 12, uh, less than 12 months into this whole self-reflection journey. So there's to- to- so much runway left. Um, and hopefully that's an inspiration for everyone out there. So um, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us today on the Careerfluencer podcast. I hope you're feeling inspired, energized, and maybe learned a thing or two as well. Hey, before we go, grab your phone and text CAREER to 33777. We wanted to make it super easy for y'all to not only connect with us, but to never worry about missing an episode. It's free to do and only takes you two seconds. So right now, text C-A-R-E-E-R CAREER to 33777. And last thing, we'd love your support to help us grow our career freelancer community, continue this podcast and inspire more people. So make sure to hit subscribe and rate our podcast Then tell your network about us and tag us on social at careerfluencer so we can thank you. That's all for now. Once again, this is your host, Cynthia Heisch. Stay tuned and I'll see y'all next time on the Careerfluencer podcast.